We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome to this edition of Hand Raised Guys, presented by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. I am Neil McCready. That is Chase Parham. We'll be with you for hmm, as long as you guys kind of want us to be with you. It's, to be perfectly honest, the energy level is, you have a concern a little low look for on your us face. Right now. Um, it looked like the camera was cutting me off more than normal. I think you're too far this way. No, no, you need to go that way. Yep, see? Okay. Go back another roll of your chair. One more time, and you're good. Nope. The, the other, other way. way. Yep. All right. See that? Okay. There you go. Fair enough. I was just staring at it. Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating. Uh, we're with you for a little bit. You can get in touch with people at uh, Comer at Southern. I know a lot of you have. We certainly appreciate those of you that have. So do the people at Comer and Southern. It's, uh, it's January, so it's cold. It's going to be cold for the next couple of months. But, but you know what's coming. And... Um, Probably not checking that air conditioning anytime soon, but sometime in the next month or so, you're going to want to because you know what's coming if you live in the South. So get in touch with the people at Comer and Southern. Make sure it's good to go because the worst thing in the world is the hot spell comes. You turn the air on and no go. Uh, Comer is 662-801-1777. That's in Oxford, Batesville, that area. If you are uh, in the Memphis area, Hernando, DeSoto County, Olive Branch, Whatever Lewisburg, whatever fits, whatever makes you happy. 662-429-4429. This will be the uh, Friday Oxford Exxon podcast. Chase, what's going on at Oxford Exxon? Oh, when you head on in, you know, whether it be here, up and down I-55, North Mississippi, whatever you'd like, you can uh, get some ribs for dinner. Let them take care of it. They uh, will take care of you. All you got to do is call ahead. They'll wrap them up, have them ready to go, wet or dry. There for you. Got lunch specials tomorrow. That's going to be uh, spaghetti and meat sauce for your uh, Friday. Any size fountain drink, bread coming with that as uh, as well. I guess the pasta you get, that's technically bread too. But you get, some, get a roll, get some cornbread, whatever you like there from the uh, – 
from the Oxford Exxon. So again, starting their uh, their tenth year with us. Appreciate them as always there at uh, at Blue Sky and the Oxford Exxon. It's it's been a while since we uh, negotiated a contract very poorly in Andy Kennedy's office uh, a, de- a decade ago, or I guess nine and months ago at this point. Yeah, <laughs> it was poor. <laughs> I don't think either of us were really. No, no, no. I'm, I'm joking. Long-term. I mean, it was, it was, it was a joke. I was, we, we were. In, in, it was, it was worth waiting. Goal at the, uh, at the time. I mean, I walked out going, someone's going to pay us to do this. Oh, I know. It was like, hold on. I mean, I said, yeah, you walked out and you went, God, we got him. And I'm going, no, he didn't actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Coming to you from the Clark Ford Studios. Speaking of people that have been with us for a long time, Corey Clark and the people at Clark Ford have been with us for a long time. Uh, almost as long as Ben and the people at at, uh, at Oxford Exxon and Craddock. Uh, get in touch with Corey. Call 662-257-1900. Tell them what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. It's right to the bottom line. There's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. Uh, you can use it as a gauge elsewhere. I mean, Corey's not going to know. It's okay. Uh, or you can do what I've done, what I recommend that you do. That's hopping to a Clark Ford today. The reason is, number one, you get a great product. Number two, and almost just as importantly, if not more importantly, you get great service well after the sale. Uh, Corey wants to be your car guy. He wants to be a truck guy. He'll prove to you what that means when you make the call. 662-257-1900 is that number. 662-257-1900. Yeah, I mean, I was I was just thinking about that. I think Corey's in probably his seventh or eighth year, at least with us at this point. Um, eighth, I think. Yeah, I think it's eight. And then you know, Ben, it got started when we put on that uh, that golf tournament for uh, the Park Speech Stevens Scholarship Fund. It was the first time we we did anything from a business standpoint with Ben, and started that friendship. I called him and said, "Got need some help in different ways." Got the t shirts done. Didn't got the freeze food play done. In that? Freeze came out and spoke. I don't remember if he played, but he came out and did like the. Yeah, I little, think he just spoke. He did like the introduction and the thank you and the whole. Because it was the day before a game. It was the day before a game. Yeah, it yeah. was the Friday before they played somebody in whatever year that was. It was cold. Have you seen his new thing on Twitter? Oh no! What I saw it? it today. So he's got the dice in a cup, and he shakes them. They're playing Yahtzee, and he pours them out, and he goes, and it shows you know Yahtzee. Oh, I've really? never played Yahtzee in my life. Was complete luck. Like and it, he it, says, it, Yahtzee, and you're like cheesy. So that's his. That's the Auburn thing. That's the it's going to be Yahtzee. Yahtzee. That was Yahtzee was here too for a while, right? I try to forget things. I, I've I've decided that I have selective memory, and I try to forget stuff. I've worked on recruiting all day today. People said there was no recruiting coverage. By God, there was recruiting coverage today. I tried. Was recruiting. Coverage. I tried. At this point, I really just want to talk to Jalen Catalan. I, I want you to, really do. You, well, this has been sticking with you all day. I just want to know that there's hope in the world because Jalen and I actually know a lot of the same people. He coached the uh, Kyo chap, the side chapter, which is the chapter of the University of Arkansas. He coached their flag football team <laughs> last year, okay. and then he coached them again this year until he got hurt. And then he told the girls that he just needed to get away from football. Didn't need to be around football. And they replaced him with um, Jeff Conway, the former Tulane assistant. Oh, yeah. Who's retired and lives up there now. He's been on the podcast. Been on the podcast. and um, But anyway, obviously Jalen and I know a lot of the same people. 
And I've had some of those people reach out to Jalen, who's on an official visit at Purdue right now. But I've had a lot of those people reach out to Jalen like, hey, you can trust this guy. He's not going to burn you. He's going to just talk to you. So I'm, I'm hopeful more for my own personal just faith in humanity that you talk to Jalen that, con- that we connect at some point over the weekend. Speaking of uh, Purdue, Seth Dagey, Ole Miss, uh, I guess analyst, whatever we're calling him, he uh, he's headed to the Boilermakers. Yep. There, uh, it sounds like for an elevated position. I did not see a position. Maybe you did. I don't tight know. ends, tight end coach. Okay, he's yeah, on field. A, okay, so it's a promotion. Yeah, took it took took it took him from you guys, and uh, we're gonna anyway. Yeah. Um. Hey, big. I mean, seriously, big thanks to the Purdue rival site today. Yeah. I asked on two different occasions. Hey, can you give me some stuff? And they did. They yeah. were great. They were great. So if they ever reach out to you about something, help them. Okay. Purdue's good. We're we're. we're I mean, Purdue, are, are, are they in our village? We have very small village in rivals, but are they, are they, are they, are they in our village? It's an incredibly <laughs> small village. Um, we are a major outlier. It's few of the larger sites though. It's at least like there's some, yeah. there's some safety in numbers at least with that thing. I'll just say that if they reach out to me and need some help, I'm going to give it to them. We work well with Oklahoma. Yeah. As much as there's some <laughs> Missouri, as Missouri, I mean, let's let's take this won't take long. As Ooh, much Georgia. as Georgia, as much as we kind of go back and forth, we help. We're pretty good with orange bloods. Yeah, we do do a good no, bit no. of back and forth with orange bloods. Yeah, as much as it, I, gets I get a little, along with, I get along with uh, Jason. Yeah, Sukumel's good. Sukumel's good dude. Yeah. So yeah, let's go over this. Who, who do we who do we work well with? Um, <laughs> Oklahoma, <laughs> Texas. Georgia. Definitely Georgia. Georgia, for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, <laughs> Purdue. Uh, Kentucky. Kentucky. Oh, yeah, we get along great with them. Yeah, I'm, Kentucky. I'm, I'm a big Wildcat <laughs> fan. Um, Missouri. Gillum Gabe. Yeah. Are you running out now? Uh, the Alabama site, to a degree. We're fine. I mean, they're fine. I don't really know who we they are. We don't know. that It's, it's changed. We don't, don't know, know, we don't know them anymore. the same way. Yeah, I don't know who they are anymore. Um. I'm sure there are some new people who would be fine if we asked for something, but we do not necessarily. The young have. guy, the Miami site, oh, really? has reached out to me on several occasions. Okay, basically seeking mentorship, which is terrifying on his part. But Did I have, really? I have tried to help. Okay, uh, I like him. Nice. What do you want? Uh, how to build advertising? How oh. to build some of the outside revenue streams? Okay. Um. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm hitting some some brick walls now. I'll be honest. I'm 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 doing some stuff in my head, and it's either yeah they're not here anymore, or <laughs> or I shouldn't say anything. Yeah, one or the other. Yeah, at this point, oh, I'm literally. Thinking. But that's a few of the like the top five six sites. So I'm, I'm saying like you got yeah. so there's some there's some there's some girth in there. Yeah. Vandy. Oh yeah. Sorry, oh, Chris. Yeah. Chris. Chris yeah. is awesome. Chris helped me today. <laughs> yeah, Vandy. Chris is a good dude. It's a shame, Chris. Is stuck with Vanderbilt because yeah. If I could just pick up Chris and move him to like LSU or somewhere, that would be great. If we could just take Chris and put yeah. him somewhere yeah. else, that would be that would be fantastic. I do okay with some of the people at LSU. They're okay. It's fine. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I like I like them generally. They've been they were good at LSU week. Yeah, oh, they, they were yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. No problems at all. The Texas Tech people incredibly nice. Oh yeah, they're good week. too. See, they were perfectly fine last. Texas week. Tech was great. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think of places where I'm hated. I'm hated at, at the uh, Auburn site. I'm hated at the Arkansas site. Oh, yeah. We're fine with Georgia Tech. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, they're Kelly's fine. fine. Yeah, I like, I like Kelly. Kelly's, yeah, Kelly's good. fine. Kelly, Kelly's a good dude. And I'm going to actually, real quick while we're doing this, and I, and I know we're doing the podcast, but there are there is overlap on the message board. I, I, I know whatever, but I'm going to defend Russell Johnson here. He legitimately helped on this Mike Wright thing. Russell, yeah. was, there was no issue at all between anything to do with Russell this week. It was completely professional and above board and fine. There was nothing. He was incredibly helpful with, with Mike. Frankly, he told me the exact truth, and I softened it a little because I couldn't get confirmation on a couple things. Yeah. He was 100% correct. So, I saw a couple threads about that today. Russell was fine. There's was inf- there's week. information about there about about uh, there being potentially another Purdue, maybe even two visitors. The guys at Purdue didn't know. Um, I've been unable to confirm it through independent sourcing. Um, Keith Niebuhr is reporting that uh, Johnson, the defensive lineman from Purdue, is down mm-hmm. to Ole Miss and Auburn. Keith is tremendous. He works for On3. He used to work for us. Yeah, good dude. Uh, good dude. He's very, very worker dialed. now. Works Ooh. his ass off. Really dialed in. So if Keith is reporting it, it's 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 likely. I'll, I'll take his word. It's for likely it. true. I just have not independently confirmed it. I've tried. And maybe by the, I'm going to get up in the morning. I've already written this on the board. I'm going to get up in the morning early, and come up here with a large container of coffee. And write a recruiting preview weekend. Most of the quotes you've already read them. If you read the thread, if you're a recruiting junkie, they're they're there. I'll put it into some sort of a story form and okay. put it out. And maybe by in the morning, I'll have something on him one way or the other. Okay. Uh, thank you, Grind, for the super chat. It's very nice. He says, "Hope 2023 is a great year for everyone." That's us great. too. Me, yeah. Yeah, us too. Sure, absolutely. I mean. Uh, we didn't talk about it today, or really this week. Among the uh, NFL Hall of Fame finalists, Patrick Willis, think he's going to get in. Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame player. Well, no doubt, player. Um, his his lo- lack of longevity is the only negative about his uh, his tenure at this point. I suspect that's going to become less and less of a deal as we go. Most people believe he will get in. Yeah, I think he gets in. Who else is a finalist? I heard uh, uh, the offensive tackle that played uh, Joe Thomas. Joe Thomas is a first ballot Hall of Famer. He was he is a Hall of Famer, a terrific no player. So okay, here's your ballot for the NFL Hall of Fame. You've got Jared Allen, who was the defensive end for a long time, mm. known as a Viking, probably if you had to put a team on him. Yeah. Willie Anderson, offensive tackle, yes, was a Bengal and a Raven for a long time. Yes, Hall of Famer. Rondé Barber, the Bucks, the defensive back. Mm, iffy. In his first year of eligibility, Dwight Freeney for the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, Hall of Famer. Devin Hester, the kick returner. Eventually. Back. Eventually, probably. Probably not a first time around. Torrey Holt, receiver for the Rams. Same thing. Really good receiver. Great receiver. Yeah. yeah. He's in the Hall of Very Good. Yeah. Andre Johnson, wide receiver. Was so, the best in the league for several years. Yeah. Mm. What's going to be interesting in this as time moves on is how to rate wide receivers, especially per their era, because his numbers were much more considerable in like a 2006 than they would be today right? relative to the same thing. Albert Lewis, cornerback for the Chiefs, for the uh, 
the uh, the Raiders. Darrell Rivas is in his, I think, first year of eligibility. The corner, mm, he's pretty close. Oh, now that was yeah, that was pretty good. That was a that was a lockdown right there for a while yeah, now, for sure. Joe Thomas, yeah, for sure. Zach Thomas, the linebacker for the Dolphins, mm, probably. Demarcus Ware, linebacker. No. no. Patrick Willis, yes. Reggie Wayne, wide receiver, Indianapolis Colts. His problem is that he was the second best receiver on his yeah, team. Yeah, I think it's really good, great career, but nah, yeah, not right. quite. And Darren Woodson, safety, Cowboys, ninety-two to three. Maybe there's a lot of dudes in yeah, that a lot list. Of dudes, a lot of what kind of guys who can play football. <laughs> a lot of dudes in that list. I mean, that's a that's a hard group. But if, there's a few that. I mean, if I had to say, let's say five. It's Willis, Thomas, Freeney, Revis, Revis, and one Freeney, more. and and I'll take your pick on who you like. One of the guys at the beginning of the list, I think Willie Anderson or somebody. Yeah, Anderson. He was a stud. I think that's the list. I think I, I think Andre Johnson has a chance to get in before his career is over. Oh yeah, I think a lot of these guys have a chance before it's over. It's a really strong group. Is are they limited to how many? I have not seen that. The Athletic this morning picked five like that mattered, but I okay. don't know whether that mattered or not. Um, but I, I did see this morning where they had grabbed uh, where they had grabbed five. It's kind of like the baseball thing. The, the the there was some stuff about the baseball Hall of Fame today that was pretty interesting. Like the case for Carlos Beltran, the case against Carlos Beltran, the whole cheating thing. I just think Carlos Beltran was a Hall of Fame player. Yeah, I do too. I mean, he was dominant for a long time. In my mind, it's how bad did I want somebody to be a Cub? And Beltran was like bad for a long time. Beltran, really? Oh, yeah. That was one of the guys? Yeah, for sure. Had an absolute man crush on Carlos Beltran for the better part of a decade. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. Stud. Terrific player. I know that. Yeah. Great news in the NFL today. Yeah. I mean, it's very rare that we get a piece of news that you hear it and you're like, damn, that's awesome. I'm, by the way, real quick, okay. just because I was curious because I wanted to make our village bigger. I was, I'm was i going through the database as you're talking. Uh, <laughs> okay. Chris Leak at Pitt. I mean, Chris Peak at, at, at Pitt. Oh, yeah, good we're, dude. Yeah, we're, we're, good we're great with Pittsburgh. We're good with Pitt. You got something going on there? We're fine. Go ahead. You notice I skipped a lot of ACC teams as we as we as we got down the list. That was that was the one I wanted to pick out there in the ACC as we were uh, as we're going through that. Sorry. Go ahead. How many of those sites? Would Richie at Rutgers. He's awesome. Oh yeah, I meant he to say Rutgers phenomenal. earlier. I meant to say Rutgers he's earlier. Great. We have a good deal with Rutgers. Yeah. <laughs> I wish there was a little more overlap there. Like when the Davis and Igbenosin thing was going on, they were great. Abram helped with Abram in oh, basketball. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. Oh oh oh. NC State. Really? The dude at NC State's terrific. Like, especially with basketball recruiting, he's fantastic. Is he really? Yeah. I've never dealt with him. I'm always like, man, I wish I'll miss recruited better in basketball because he's really good. Really? Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Go ahead. And he's like, he, he's a worker. He loves him some hoops. Yeah, we don't speak the same language, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. but. Sometimes he'll he'll call, hey, did you hear about him? Like, I have no idea who you're talking about. I don't know the oh, Ohio the guy, State people, the but guy, they can't be worse than the former ones. So yeah, I'm great with Ohio State now because it's not the new dudes. They it's try not hard. Dipshit, whatever his name yeah, they, is. So they, it's, they try it's, hard. Yeah, it's fine. I invited them on the podcast. They never responded. Oh really? Yeah. Well, that wasn't very nice. 
Who knows? Maybe they were busy. Okay. Sorry, you were. So I'm, I'm screwing you. Up. So Demar Hamlin, um, sometime last night, per multiple reports, also per his the doctors. I guess they did a press conference. I don't have to cite a media outlet. Demar Hamlin, his eyes opened. Um, he Squeezed has been. Hands. He's been squeezing hands. He followed orders. He has a tube down his throat, so he can't talk yet. Um, as of midday today, but he uh, was able to write, presumably on a piece of paper or a board or something he asked if um, the bills won the game on monday night and the doctor said yes you won. The, you won the game of life i think he was informed he's still somewhat sedated um he was informed that he's been out for two days i think that i, I think he was having a hard time grasping that i don't think he based i watched the whole press conference I don't think based on what the doctor said that he uh, fully grasps yet what has happened and the response to it. Because he's not fully well, no. allowed to even be fully. Well, they probably yet. don't want him to get emotional yet. Yeah. Um, but they said that he is uh, neurologically intact, was intact, the word. which is the I, w- I was told normal. Uh, the One of the doctors in kind of layman's terms says all of his uh, everything's firing. Oh, really? just fantastic news it's just it's just it's remarkable news um because all of us prayed for and hoped for that but you watch it during when it was going on you went oh hell i don't i don't know well i mean you know eight minutes nine minutes what we didn't know was how long before he had a heartbeat and i think today we got a little bit of a clue on the answer that when the doctors there at the university of cincinnati medical center said, hey, those Buffalo Bills trainers who got out there and realized quickly this is not a run-of-the-mill injury. He's not knocked out. He's not breathing. He's not... He doesn't have a stinger. He's fighting for his life. And the one doctor, Denny... Um, I wish Players I could- have been naming him by name in the last... 24 hours or so he basically jumped on him apparently from what i've read tonight jumped on him took out they call it the angel tool all trainers have what's called an angel tool okay and it quickly gets the face mask off the helmet oh super quick however it works so some kind of a screw but it's fast like boom it's off and then he got his pads off and he started compressing compressing like within seconds and look, it's his job. And I'm sure that if you asked him, hey, what'd you do? He said, he would say, I did my job. But he saved DeMar Hamlin's life. And he's the hero. And I'm so hopeful. I'm so proud of the Bills, right? For some of them naming this guy, going, hey, this is the dude. This is the guy. He stepped up in this big moment. Um. But from all indications, and, and they still they said, you know, the doctor said, hey, he's still critically ill. There's still healing to be done. But I don't think they hold that press conference today and say those things if they're not pretty damn confident that he's going to be okay. Mark, take a minute. Yeah, sure. Because um, one of the reporters asked about, you know, when can he get back to a football field? And the doctors kind of were like, hey, we – one thing at a time. We, we ain't there yet, right? I mean, come on. But I think he's going to live. And 
I watched some of the reaction today from the Bills. I watched a, a locker room interview with T. Higgins, who looked like someone had taken the weight of the world and lifted it off of his shoulders. And from all indications, yeah, T, you can't imagine. I mean, from all indications, T. Higgins is just a fantastic young man, and uh, he was super relieved. Uh, saw where Josh Allen at his press conference specifically said, basically a shout out to T. Higgins, like, "Hey, I hope you. I hope this gives him some relief." I hope he. I hope he's able to. I hope he's able to relax. Um, couple things here. Grind says we be back to normal. Did lack of oxygen cause brain damage? It does not appear so. I think that was basically what the doctors were trying to say today is that his his faculties appear to be normal. Um, I, I was what I read. What I heard them say, and then I've subsequently read it, is that the way he was treated on the field mm-hmm. was quote textbook. Yeah. Someone made an analogy, and I'm trying to remember who it was because it was great. You know, they talk about this all the time. Every preseason, they go they go through it, like literally with a dummy and an ambulance, and they race to the hospital with the police escort, the whole deal. Every club, you're required to do it. And every Sunday or Saturday or Monday or Thursday, whenever you play a game, before the game, this is part of the protocol. What do we do if a player codes? And it never happens. It never happens. Yeah, sure. And so you can just imagine how tempting and how easy it would be to be like, eh, go through the motions. Hey, whatever. This is what I'm going to check my phone, check Twitter, what's up on Instagram. The analogy was, it's like, hey, we're going to run this trick play. Philly special, I think is what they called it. But whatever you want to call it. Triple reverse. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Annexation of Puerto Rico. The annexation of Puerto Rico play. Now, we're going to do it a couple of times a year in practice in a walkthrough without the ball. Half speed. And then someone at the Super Bowl, you're in the Super Bowl fourth quarter, driving down the field, and the coach goes, hey, let's run annexation of Puerto Rico. Right now? (laughs) Yeah, right now. Against the Steelers. Yeah. In a Super Bowl. Full speed. With the ball. On two. Ready? Break. And you execute it to perfection. And then you some bitch, you run it. And it was like, hey, that's that's what happened. He goes down in the first quarter, and someone said that stadium... In that moment, because Cincinnati was geeked for this game, right? So Monday night, and Cincinnati had scored. They'd held Buffalo to a field goal, which was a victory, and they're driving again. Higgins catches that ball. He's across the 50. I mean, they're smelling some – it's the wrong analogy. Yeah. They smell a victory. That place, I was told from people who were there, I talked to a friend who was in the game at the stadium. He said in that play, man, it was deafening. Okay, and he goes down. The Bengals were like hustling to; they were trying to go. Because Higgins admitted today, at first he thought he was flopping, mm-hmm. like faking an injury to, to slow, slow them down. down. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, but think about that: every second matters. Because he's on the field, and for lack of a better term, he's dead. Every second matters. And they recognized it, got out there, and in all of that chaos, saved his life. Mm-hmm. It's a hell of a story. It's luckily for us, I mean, fantastic, it's going to be a great story. But how easy it could have been for them not to hear it, for them not to realize how serious it was, to lose a minute, 
and they didn't. They, 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 they didn't lose seconds. They were out there within seconds. Within a minute, they were giving him CPR. Kyle, thanks for the super chat as always. Appreciate you all the uh, all the time. He says, do you think this will lead to rule changes for more medical help being mandatory on the sidelines? I, I think they've got a great textbook plan in place. I think, as Neil said, it's about executing it. And what you would hope happens is at all levels of the football, they look at the way they're going to do things, they become a little more observant, and everybody's completely as prepared as possible moving forward, high school, college, right. Europe, wherever right. at that point. Feel pretty good when the Packers and the Lions play. Yeah. That they're ready to go, They'll right? Be, yeah, yeah, yeah. When the Cowboys and the Eagles play, they're ready to go. What you worry about now that you've seen this and you realize what happened is what if this had happened in Sam Houston State versus McNeese? Podcast also brought to you by the Ole Miss Athletics Foundation. They want to thank Rebel Nation for the incredible support in 2022 for your generosity. The Champions Now campaign nearing $52 million. They're looking forward to an even bigger 2023. So for info, info on that, or Ole Miss Athletics in general, give2athletics.com is the website. And then uh, with basketball season heating up for the men's and women's programs, show your support for their efforts on the court by signing up for the Pledge Per Win campaign. You can sign up to pledge a specific amount for every Rebel win and earn blue priority points through every donation. Visit give2athletics.com slash donate or call the Ole Miss, Ole Miss Athletics Foundation at 662-915-715. Five nine podcast also brought to you by Prime Shrimp. PrimeShrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. You can get everything from their newest option, the New Orleans style barbecue. It is my new favorite. The signature is a favorite as well. Very versatile options. The full meals in a bag, the garlic herb butter, the French quarter Alfredo, or the simply shrimp. So you can season yourself for those with a few more discerning of a palate. But either way, you get it shipped directly to your door and in fewer than 10 minutes, freezer to plate with prime shrimp use code mpw for 20 dollars off your first order again primeshrimp.com we've been telling you the last few days it is king cake season with johnston hill creamery johnstonhillcreamery.com let them help you out with a king cake from now all you need is 24 hours notice you call up they've got some new flavors they've got their uh their cheesecake flavor which was a huge hit con praline the new blueberry cheesecake, all the different options there at Johnston Hill Creamery, all their cheeses locally and in-house every day. Order right online. Go to their Instagram page, johnstonhillcreamery.com. Podcast also brought to you by G&M Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSync. To fill your prescriptions the same day each month and take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy. One delivery, and you have everything you need when you need it with G&M. You can also transfer those medications. You can do that easily. You make one phone call. They take care of the rest. G&M, Tyson Drugs, 662-236-2222. What if this happened yeah. ULM versus Arkansas State? Is everybody good? Do they have the shock? They had to shock him. Yeah, they had to use the A, whatever it is. The, yeah, the AED or whatever yeah, it's know. called. They had to shock him. I mean, it was it was bad. It was really bad. I mean, because the doctor was asked, you know, is it safe to say that without the prompt response that there's a different outcome here? And those two doctors said, yeah, it's pretty, yeah, it's really safe to say. I mean, doctors aren't going to use words like that, but yeah, he dies otherwise. I mean, as was said that night, outside of the hospital and NFL field about the best place in the world for that kind of thing to happen. I mean, literally, it, it, yeah, it, literally it, it's ambulance on call. 
You had the Bengals. Highly specialized doctors all over the place. You had the Bengals people. You had the Bills people who had gone through all the protocols. Mm-hmm. And the Bills people specifically named the Bengals people today. Like, man, they were ready. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, it was they, they worked. They immediately coordinated. And then you had independent medical people who weren't affiliated with either team. And you, they were ready. I mean, they, they knew what they were doing. I mean, it was for the NFL protocols, it was a victory. Oh, yeah. You, you, you got a bad league, Chauncey. He said it's my fantasy. He said he was down one point in his fantasy league with Josh Allen as his quarterback to win the championship. His league says he loses, so he's going to send the money to the guy's charity. Is that wrong? No, that, your, your league's being a complete and utter jerk at this point. Did you see where that charity's up to almost $8 million? I'll be curious to see where they divert money because obviously the daycare doesn't need $8 million worth right. of toys. So I would be curious to see what comes of that. I just moving think it's forward. such a cool thing that that many people from so many walks of life responded. At a time when, I mean, like, you know, we're watching this deal at the House of Representatives where they can't get a speaker named, and it's just so divisive. And you watch news coverage, and we're told everybody hates each other, and we, we all hate each other, and race, and political beliefs, and, and, and yeah. all Na- that name stuff. Name your hot button Whatever topic. you want. And then you see this. Here's this 24-year-old young player from Pittsburgh that, unless you were a diehard football fan, you had not heard his name prior to Monday night. And his charity's got eight million bucks. Pretty damn cool. When people tell you that we all hate each other and that there's no hope. No. I mean, I don't think they're right. Well, everybody was commenting on social media. I mean, social media is a large place. Everybody was pulling for him in one direction. It was the most together the country's. I mean, when 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 our biggest issue with anything on social media that night was Skip Bayless's tweet that was in poor taste but not completely inaccurate, if you will, at the no, same time. No, as the time. days have gone by, you're like, well, he's kind of he's right. I mean, you know, the NFL's trying to figure out what do we do. It wasn't the time. Yeah, it wasn't the time. That is it, today. It, so was, many things are time and place that the same tweet today. I mean, obviously, changed for time purposes. Today was the first day that we could have this conversation because the NFL was able to exhale and go, it looks like he's going to be okay. Yes. All right, now what do we do? And they kind of admitted that, that today's the first day they've really dove in on it. Like, okay, what do we do? And still I, don't, consi- <laughs> I don't think they know. Still seems like it's just gonna no contest. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And may make the AFC championship game a neutral site game regardless. Oh, really? That's what I'm hearing. No matter who is in it. No matter who is in it. It doesn't have to be whatever, whatever. There are whatever. some rumblings that it's going to be played in Indianapolis. No matter what. Indianapolis? Mm-hmm. Well, played in a dome. That way there's no weather. Okay. Give all the money to charity. I'm okay with that. It's fine. Right? I mean, you can't sit here at one breath go, hey, nothing matters other than his health, and then turn around and go, okay, all that matters is football. Yeah. It's one or the other. If if all that matters is his health, and that is all that matters, then it's going to be okay. Um, 
not over, but going into the fourth quarter, Ole Miss women leading Vanderbilt 57-40 to 40 at the Pavilion. Um, so 10 minutes to go in that game, easily wrapped up for the Rebels. They will, uh, they'll win. They'll be 14-2 and two overall and 3-0 in the SEC following uh, following this one. The door's not very good. They're 9-7, but um, nonetheless. I- you always have to go negative. Such a, <laughs> such a big win, <laughs> and you have to go win. negative. I mean – it didn't matter if they were playing the Globe Trotters or whoever the Globe Trotters always played. And way to go, Coach Joe! Proud of you. He's not. I am. Where did they go. play? Who who the Globe Trotters always play? The uh, Washington Generals. Generals. That's right. Okay. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to cheer for the Generals. Like, come on, just let them win once. They ever win? They yeah. They won once, I think. Was it just once? I think they've they won one time. Really? They used to come on ABC Wild World Wide World of Sports all the time. The Globe Trotters. Always played the generals. I never understood. Why, why don't you play the Lakers or somebody? You ever watched them live? I've never been. I mean, no, no, I have in Oxford. They played it at yeah, Ole Miss. They did, and I saw that because they used to be in Tupelo a good bit. Yeah, yeah, that was a. Uh, it was underwhelming thing. in person. I don't know who is good outside of South Carolina. I'll just be honest in women's basketball. But Ole Miss going on the road two in a row after this. They're in College Station and then Athens, back to back. Play Alabama at home. Um, I do know, like I said, South Carolina is good, and they play South Carolina on February the 19th um, in Oxford. That is the one game against the Gamecocks. Ginger points out, yes, AFC Championship game put it in Indianapolis. I mean, no, it's natural. You know what you could give the winning team along with the trophy? A great big shrimp cocktail. Now, if they could give us, just give us a five-gallon bucket of the sauce to take home. That would be fantastic. I mean, now, now we're cooking. It is good sauce. It, like I said, I'd love to make fun, but have you ever had it with the shrimp? Yeah, it's great. It's, it's great. It's fantastic. it's fantastic. It is awesome. It's spicy. Yeah, it's, it's good. No, it's good. The the seasoning is good. The sauce is good. The cocktail sauce is good. Mm-hmm. You like the horseradish more than I do. Yeah, it's a little creamy for my taste, but it's fine. I liked it. I was steak good with sauce it. is good on anything but steak. Yeah. Don't dare. It's so good on chicken. It's, it's good unbelievable. On chicken. It's not good on steak at all. Yeah, no. No, don't do not do that. But it is superb on chicken. Like, you, you can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, fix some grilled chicken, do it right, and then break out that steak sauce and see if you can cut yourself off after, like, a couple. Say no most.com, code NPW <laughs> for the... <laughs> Get some chicken tenders, grill them just right, and see if you can stop it too. It's like a chip. It's like the perfect. It's it is. It's absolutely like Lay's or whatever. You, you no one can stop at one. Yeah, can't eat just one. It's addictive. Before you know it, you're like dipping every bite. I'm I'm totally serious. So better than like a one or some kind of other. Oh, yeah, not yeah, even like, close. Yeah, maybe the best thing I've ever put on chicken. Really, their steak sauce. Yeah. And it's absolute trash on steak. Yeah, it's it's got a weird. It's horrible on steak. There's a strange. Taste I would rather to pour it. a one on steak than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's almost like a sweet something that I don't it, know, but it is absolute perfect on chicken. Why is my phone blowing up? Oh, so add on the screen. Yeah, we can do that. Do what? Oh, no, someone asked me a question. Okay. I, I can do it now. It's there. I need to move an ad a little bit. Let's move it on the fly. Move the potato down. 
in real time. Just there we go. Mean. How about that? I don't know, Kyle. I don't eat nuggets. I could eat a lot of Chick Fil A strips with sauce, though. If you want to do the strips, it's no problem at all. Chase, what advice did you give Tyler while his wife was solving the problem? What are we talking about? Oh, the uh, you didn't hear about his no. His pipes got in the cold in the freeze. His pipes got his hot water heater pipes got frozen. Oh yeah, he and I discussed this. And yeah, he, yeah, he yeah. went out with the she went out with the hair dryer. Uh, he told me that. Yeah, and thawed he, them. He told me that. Yeah. Because I had only a master shower issue that during that two or three days, everything else was fine, but that one had had frozen up a little bit. Um, have you noticed all of the shrubs and stuff? Take a look. Like I was walking the dogs today. Everybody's shrubs look dead. Not just winter dead. They look dead. Why? The cold snap. Oh, it killed everything. There's a think? concern that like a lot of stuff's dead. Like vegetation's not just that. Down. It's not going to come back. Like, really? When the spring comes and we're ready for everything to bloom, it's not. Really. I think Augusta's really freaked out right now. Take a good look. Yeah, like, I don't know what kind of weather they got. They got really cold here. I was I was noticing, I was watching different, I was looking at different people's, like, shrubbery and stuff. Everybody's looks the same. Brown. So I have to dig it up and start over. Start over with what? Because if the nursery's all got burned, too, there's nothing to replace it with. It got really cold for an extended period of time, and it, it didn't did. warm up. Yeah. I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm not the only person. But saying it wasn't this. any colder than it was when it snowed for a week and a half or whatever in 21. You know what I mean? What were the highs those days? I don't know. It was pretty damn cold for it was two or three cold, days. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I hope not, but just keep an eye on it. Okay. It's an emerging storyline as we get into Is April it? and May. I'm just setting that up. I mean,. I'm a little concerned. I live with somebody who likes the Veg- the vegetation. She likes things to look a certain way. Might be out of luck. And I don't. That's an expense that I'm not. That was not in the. That was not in the annual. Redoing all your landscaping was not the not the move. No, because I, I mean I've I kinda, guess that is true. Snow is different than extreme cold. I mean there is a yeah. I was I was looking into this. This year is a bit of a recovery year financially. Mm-hmm. Going to get one out of college. Oh, I get one out of college. You're good to all the weddings start. I got time on that. Okay. I get one. I'm not not thinking about that. Get one out of college. Going to have at least. You never know. Any any day could be the day that it just starts the the, the clock. Just the, the I mean, perhaps the, the clock just starts perhaps. And, and gets but going. To this point, that hasn't happened. Um. We get one car, maybe two paid off in this calendar year. I mean, I, this is, I, I'm not planning to do a big studio expense again this year. This was, this needs to be a recovery year. It doesn't need to be a, Hey, let's drop 20 grand on shrubbery. Um, Eric asked me what my iPhone game of choice is. I, I did Wordle for a while. I've completely abandoned that. It, it lost my interest um, pretty early on. I do do a crossword puzzle every day. Just to kind of keep in mind, really? yeah. There's a, there's a crossword puzzle app that I will do pretty much every morning, and then I've gotten into wordscapes, but mostly simply to try to catch a friend who is a lot of levels ahead of me. It's more competition at this point than caring about the game. But yeah, crossword is the one I will do pretty much every day. 
Tripp says, uh, allegedly the issue was how quickly and extremely the temperature plummeted and the plants didn't have time to adequately prepare. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, that does. Because it went from 50-something to like 7. Literally. That was the day. In, yeah. two, in two hours. Yeah. And then it stayed there. So that's a good point. Yeah, it wasn't a gradual. It was a shock. Okay. Because they looked burned. That's interesting. I didn't, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, you'll start that. looking at it and you'll be like, oh, shit. Like, drive around the square. Like the two, those big trees next to City Hall, mm-hmm. they look dead. Okay. They look gone. I mean, I hope they're not. And I guess we won't know for sure until. But they look, they look troubled. Yeah. Can a horticulturist or somebody repair those kind of things? Or is it just once you're dead, you're dead? Like, is that. Do is you that follow it? the tumor's corner thing? When they're gone, they're gone. The ghost tree at Bandon Dunes is dealing with something similar to that too right now. It's a big golf story. Where is that? In, in Oregon, Bandon Dunes. Oh. The tree that's like their logo, it's 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 in it's in trouble. I've seen the tree that's the logo for um what's the one in uh, in in Pebble Beach? Yeah. Been been there, seen that tree. It's a cool looking tree. <clears throat> yeah, Wordle just didn't have it. I I couldn't quite, I don't know. What else do we have today? Nothing. I mean, that's. I mean, speaking of, I mean, yeah, you get the New York Times. This went to my watch because it was like a breaking news thing. House adjourns after they lose the 11th vote. I mean, let's try somebody else at this point. Like, what, 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 what are we doing? It's an interesting thing because if you're him, you've got 90% of the vote. You just need that last 10% to come over, and they're stubbornly sitting there. And it's a game of chicken. And if you're the Republicans, the whole, like, I saw where some of the Democrats were like, you know, why don't we work out a compromise? And you're like, no. Are you going to compromise in the Senate? Probably not. You going to compromise in the White House? No. So, no, you're not compromising. You got to stop and figure it out and go, okay, who, who can we settle on here? But look, this is, we're watching, we're watching our government system at, at work. In 1856, they did like 150-something of these votes. Oh, really? Yeah. People are like, this is absolutely unprecedented. I'm like, no, it's totally precedented. Yeah. This is this is destroying. No, it's not. We're having a conversation. We didn't have C-SPAN in 1857 to fill us in on the... But we're having a conversation. I mean, you're watching, you're watching, literally watching government at work. I kind of respect like a C-SPAN watcher who goes, I don't want to hear any of you jackasses from any side of the aisle. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. just going to watch C-SPAN. Yeah. I'm just going to close caption this thing and get my... I'm just going to literally listen to the, the conversations on the on the chamber. Yeah. I'm smart enough. I'll handle it. I'll figure it out. I'm I, Tempers were starting to flare today. Were they? Yeah. Maxine Waters kind of got up and pointed fingers and they shouted her down. I was like, oh, okay, good. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> Someone said, you know, they could go all, I mean, if they can't get the votes to adjourn, they just keep going. Oh, yeah. And like they were not this afternoon, I was running on the treadmill watching um, the proceedings, which was a really weird way to try to get motivated to run. And they were saying that the Republicans, McConnell's people, did not have the votes to adjourn. Yesterday they adjourned and they only had, they, they won the adjourned vote by one vote. Oh. So they don't have the votes to adjourn. So they could be like, hey, dominoes, we're going to keep doing this. That's the way the, that's the way it's written. 
And then if enough people bail out and don't show, at some point, the numbers change. The math changes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So when people go, this is unprecedented. No, it's absolutely not unprecedented. Not even a little bit unprecedented. This is absolutely precedented. This is the way it's supposed to go. Well, look, it's dovetailing on our conversation this morning. There's, and again, I'm I'm not a genius at all of it by any means. But, I mean, even if you just listen to whatever the podcast was, or we listened to all the presidential election the wicked game you know we we did all the wicked game there's a lot of stuff about our history that people don't realize no that was like completely normal back in the day the things that were normal now would be like oh god really oh yeah that's how they did it i mean stuff yeah a lot of stuff going on speaking of podcast i listened to the one i mean teddy roosevelt as president would go out and catch criminals and try to beat them up with his hands yeah yeah it wasn't I mean, Abraham Lincoln wasn't that long ago. Abraham Lincoln got shot through his hat because he had no security with him. Just going down the streets of D.C., taking a walk. Yeah. Speaking of podcast, I yeah. almost almost made made fun of the previous two presidents, but I didn't. I was going to make fun of the one that we have now and the previous one, but cover all your bases. Well, I was going to say, can you imagine Trump just walking around Washington? wouldn't go well and biden would get lost so i mean yeah, yeah i did it um do you have your sounds do you know where they are i don't know how to work okay. them. <laughs> <laughs> oh i was did you have you kept up with this university of idaho thing i know the basics but no so they opened the seal they opened the file today you know because okay. they, they how they got the search warrant and how they got the arrest warrant okay holy incredible i mean this guy stalked that house for like three months and they were able to track his phone based on his history tracked the kind of car that it was through the what they call a a camera web or something like all the ring cameras and stuff that are all around they figured out it was a white elantra um they knew it was 2014 to 2016, white Elantra. So they start canvassing the area. I didn't know this until the other day. Pullman, Washington, where Washington State is, is only 10 minutes from Moscow, Idaho, which is where the University of Idaho is. And the Washington State kids, a lot of times they go party in Moscow. And so they tracked down a white Elantra at Washington State. And so this guy got on their radar. And so they got a warrant for his phone records. And they found that he'd been all around that house in Moscow multiple times. And on the night in question, they tracked him leaving the Washington State campus. He lived near the stadium where the Cougars play. They tracked his phone to that neighborhood. Then it went off for two hours. Then they tracked it back on again, back to Washington State. So at that point, now we're in the December, and they're tracking his history on the phone. So he's been on their radar for months or a month. And they track him across the country, have him pulled over in Indiana so that they can get a look at his hands with a body cam photo. They get a search warrant for the tr- his family's trash in P- 
Pennsylvania. There was one in Pennsylvania. In Pennsylvania, there was one at the crime scene. There was a sheath that goes on the knife, and on the snap on the sheath, there was one drop of DNA. I don't know whether it was spit or blood or what, but there was one drop of DNA, one, and. They got a warrant to get the family's trash from Pennsylvania. And so I guess someone had licked an envelope or wiped a mouth with a napkin. And so they did a DNA test on whatever it was that they tested, and it popped his dad. So it was the father, who obviously wasn't the murderer, the father... It was a 99.998% likelihood that he was the father of the person that was in Idaho. And that's how they issued the arrest warrant. Wow. Really incredible. Be a hell of a true crime book one day. Oh, it will be. And then one of the people, one of the girls, when I was in Idaho, I had someone telling me about this, that they knew somebody who was friends with that girl's family. One of the girls who was in the house who was not killed, she had um, ordered DoorDash at 3 or 4 in the morning. Obviously had been out the night before. Was inebriated to a point. Heard things. But it was a house where there were four girls and they had friends and boyfriends and stuff. stuff There was always people going in and out of the house. And there was a dog, and she heard the dog barking, but she thought that her roommate was probably just playing with the dog because they'd all gone out. Some of them had gone to the Sigma Chi house at Idaho, okay. and some of them had gone to this what's called the Corner Bar in Moscow. Okay. And they'd all reconvened somewhere around 1.45, 2 o'clock in the morning okay. at the house and then gone to their separate rooms, right? And... She saw the, or thought she saw the guy with the mask, but apparently in her state, she just it didn't register. It didn't register, and so she fell asleep. And when she woke up the next day, she, she saw the bodies and went into the state of shock. And that's where the call was made. So people are like, "What took eight hours?" She slept, and he apparently knew she was there and didn't kill her they apparently like saw one another bizarre he she heard his voice she was able to give a description and so when they went and kind of looked at him he matched the description bushy eyebrows she said taller than 510 kind of an athletic build but not muscular and he was six feet about 180 pounds Bushy eyebrows. Hmm. He, he 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 fit the 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 uh, description. No, I had not seen any of this update. Today. So there was always this criticism about the police, and it turns out the police did fantastic work. They knew who they were looking for, but you can't just go arrest somebody. You got to have a case. Chauncey says he came back to the house at nine a.m. the next day. Yeah, yeah, came back the next day to like check it out. And then he was on this Facebook group 
This is the other thing I've read. It was, was not this was not in the in the thing today. He was in this Facebook kind of Reddit group, and he kept posting like stuff about it. People started getting suspicious of it. Told him he was creepy that you're talking like the killer. Really? And they think he probably the guy that was on the probably was probably was him posting. And it took a while. You would think he probably thought he got away with it. Oh, probably so. By that level of time. It took a month and a half. But they had to cross all their T's. No priors. Dot their I's. No. Been pulled over a couple times. But nothing to this point. No, nothing criminal. I mean, traffic. violent, at least. Traffic stops. Man. Did you ever have a true crime kick where you read a bunch of stuff like like mm-hmm. read those books and stuff? Mm-hmm. They, they get to you too much? Mm-hmm. No, that's not me. I like them to an extent, but you can only read like one and you got to stop. Like it's kind of like you with Breaking Bad because I mean it's not fiction; you're reading true shit. Like yeah, there's a couple authors that do a phenomenal job, and I will read them, but it's, it's usually pretty dark. Oh, it's real dark. Because I mean, I mean, it takes a monster. And it's details. The really good ones, like Anne Rule, the best of all time. She's dead now. Um, she's the one who worked at the call center in Washington with Ted Bundy. They were friends. He, oh, you don't know any of this? Mm-mm. So probably the best. Welcome to Thursday <laughs> night, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> probably the best. True There's crime. a lot of recruiting at rebelgrove.com. Yeah. I mean, you should subscribe at the same price as it was in the Garfield administration. Probably the best true crime book of all time. Is the stranger beside me? Is the name of the book? Okay. Um, Anne Rule, it's her book. She was a crime reporter, magazine writer in Washington to start her career. She worked at a suicide crisis hotline in her spare time as a volunteer. Ted Bundy worked at it too, so they were co- close. Like they worked together late at night. They would talk. They would do whatever. So when his killings had started in the state of Washington, she starts researching them for her job, not really realizing that the killer is someone who she had had intimate relation, you know, contact with from a friendship standpoint. And she was, she was friends with him his entire life. I mean, you can read through where to some friends is too strong, obviously, but they had a relationship until he was executed for the most part. And she became by far the most prolific true crime writer of all time. But the stranger beside me, it is phenomenal. Is if, it, if you have, um, is it the kind of thing keeps you up at night? I mean, look, it, it's about Bundy. I mean, it's, yeah. it's Ted Bundy's book. I mean, he's pretty damn out there, but yeah, it's, it's written in a way that it's too strong to say humanizes him because he's a freaking monster in yeah. a lot of ways. And I know probably more about Ted Bundy than I should, but, He's been romanticized too much for the crimes that he can. Does that make sense? Like, there's a certain romantic quality to him as a serial killer where... Yeah, I know what you mean. They don't know... Ex- you know, like, when you look at the dealership, goes, no, we're talking about a sadistic monster yeah. of all whatever. Who took people's loved ones away. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I mean, we're yeah, talking... Yeah. Had a type. I mean, he was... Ted Bundy... Well, it's like this guy. This guy was conducting an experiment in his mind. I mean, he was nuts. A woman, a, a girlfriend, when he was at, I think, the University of Utah, and it's been a while, the facts are going to be a little off here, sure. broke up with Bundy. Okay. He thought that she broke up with him because he was not wealthy enough or socioeconomic enough or whatever for her stature. Mm-hmm. He essentially goes to law school 
gets all kind of accolades, does all sorts of accomplished things just to try to get back with her and then break up with her. So we're talking about a dude that spent years obsessive compulsive over, and then most of the people he killed had a similar look to her. Everything was based off her throughout his his massacres, if you if you will. At Florida State. Well, that's where he was finally. Well, that was, you know, he, he, that, he, that was probably the most prolific, but he had killed Washington and other places right, right, too. Right. He came across after he got out or he, excuse, he escaped jail twice. So after he escaped jail, one of the times he ends up in Tallahassee, he kills, I think, three um, female students, sorority members at whatever sorority in, in Tallahassee. And then he was eventually, um, if I had this right, he killed a younger girl named Kimberly Leach. Um, I think that name's right. It just stuck in my head for some reason. And they finally convicted him the final time because bite marks were identified on her body. And then he was executed following that in, in Florida. So, But yes, if you're interested in a true crime book to get started at all in the genre, A Stranger Beside Me is... is is the best one. Daniel, thanks for the super chat. He says, have you all seen the Redeem Team doc about the 2008 men's Olympic basketball team? It's really good. It shows a lot of Kobe and how he changed the team's mindset. I've seen some previews for it. I have not seen the doc yet. I've no, seen I haven't the seen deal. either. I've seen the deal. Where I'd be pretty interested in that now. I'm so do you know about the, 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 the story of the final game? No. So they're playing Spain. And Spain was good. Pau Gasol. And Pau and Kobe were not only teammates with the Lakers, but they were pretty tight. And Kobe in the gold medal game tells everybody during the walkthrough, first play, I'm going to run right through his chest. And all of the teammates like LeBron and Bosch and Carmelo are like, no, you're not. That's your, that's your boy. Y'all are tight. Y'all just won a title together. No, I'm going to run right through his chest. I'm going to run right through his chest. And so first play of the game, sure enough, Spain runs a play. And Powell sets the screen kind of at the, at the elbow. And Kobe just runs straight through him. It's a foul, offensive foul on, on Kobe. I mean, a foul on Kobe, but it didn't matter. It was to set the tone. So the rest of the team was like, whoa, he's in. I mean, this is, this is serious. Like, they were all looking at each other like, okay, this dude, he's different. And they won. I mean, Spain was good. Yeah, I mean, Spain was good. Like, it in, was real in an international game. Spain was a threat, and and because uh, they had shooters, you know, in the international game, if you can space the floor you it, yeah. and you can shoot and you can dribble, penetrate, and stuff like that, you can you can be really really good. And Spain was legit, and yeah, that that team was that was something. But Kobe was. I always find the most fascinating thing about Kobe is that these superstars, these young superstars, LeBron included. He was their guy because Jordan was a little old for them. They didn't really grow up with Jordan. They knew about Jordan, but they, the guy that they watched every, every night, if you will, was, was Kobe. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. And both guys, Kobe and LeBron, Kobe and Jordan, their motivation and the way they impacted teammates was in, in a very similar vein is I'm going to go all out. I'm going to show you and you have to match my intensity. You have no choice. Yeah. And I'm not asking you to do anything I don't do. I'm right, I'm right, right here. I'm here. Well, in fact, you won't be able to match me. I mean, Kobe played more mind games than Jordan did. Jordan was a little more aggressive with right. his, I mean, he, Kobe was more likable. Jordan was an yeah. asshole. Yeah, I mean it, it. It, yeah. But you did it because you won, and you had no choice. Yeah, there was a certain drill sergeant nature. Whereas with Kobe, they, that you could grow into more respect. Hey, we're kind of in it together a right. little more. You weren't really in it with Jordan. You were just a pawn in his game. Yeah. So yeah, I get that. That was a different game too. I mean, that was the like Jordan when he had to get through the Pistons. And it was super physical. Yeah. You go back and watch. That style of play is not today. You're not, that's not. Well, like there was a play. It was the Lakers Celtics thing I was watching the other day. And I mean, Kurt Rambis is driving to the basket and Kevin McHale just takes him out. Just takes him out. Like runs him over. I mean, just clotheslines him. I mean, it looks like World Wrestling Federation. And I mean, Rambis gets up like, I'm going to kill him. And I mean, there's this, this this mass of humanity that like, <laughs> and there's one play where like Byron Scott's driving, and I think it was Bird. I mean, just just kills him, just knock. I mean, just sends him airborne. And like you see Kareem and and Bird and Lambeer and Rodman, like uh, just what the, some of the stuff they did to like Jordan is a damn wonder everybody walked out of there. You couldn't do that in today's game. I mean, it would be no, no. You, you're gone, suspended, 
and I'm not advocating it. I mean, you watch that and you're like, no, I mean, that's, those are big money people that are just getting. Yeah. Protecting the guys a little more now. You can see. I mean, Kurt Rambis is parallel to the floor. Yeah. You don't think they cause a bit of a stir today. If the number four guy for the Pacers came through and just took Luca and clotheslined him across. The, I mean, it would no, be, I mean, <laughs> I mean, John Morant goes driving to the basket. Next thing you know, he's no. Come on. Giannis Antetokounmpo is laid out. Uh-uh. No, you can't do that. Making too much money. Yeah. Your prediction was correct, by the way, this morning. You thought the Grizzlies would uh, would probably win that game. There's seven and a half minutes to go in the fourth quarter. In Orlando, Grizzlies up 107.90 on the Magic. So yeah. 17 right now in, uh, in that one. And then in the big game in Dallas, uh, the Celtics have controlled throughout. They're up 71.55 on the Mavs right now in, really? uh, in Dallas. Celtics have had a weird week. Yeah. We're at the point in the year, though, that the, the, the games are kind of unpredictable. This is not when you make your money. Yeah. Luca's got 20 and 9 for the Mavs, even though they're down 14. And Jason Tatum has 15 and 11 and 6 for the Celtics. So, What's Brown have? Uh, Bonchero has 28, by the way, for the Magic. Yeah, he's good. Uh, Brown has 15 minutes. He's one of six from the field, huh. seven points, minus two plus minus. Five of six from the line, two boards, light day. Okay. All right. Yeah. We'll uh, we'll open the phones for a little bit, and then we'll see. Probably emphasis on a little there, but. And I got to start it up here. Let's see how that works. Try that call waiting thing on your phone, too, to see if that does change it. Okay. I don't know. It may not, but I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm spitballing a little bit. So go to phone. Yeah, and there should be like a call waiting thing down there. Let's see. Getting old sucks. Getting the spectacles on. Yeah. Are they all pres- are they prescription or are they just reading glasses? With just the- reading glasses. Yeah. I don't even see phone on here. Oh, there it is. So turn off call waiting. Yeah, I th- we'll see. I, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm taking a stab, but we'll see what happens. All right, that's done. And I'll turn this on. If anybody calls, we'll go from there. I think it's connected. Tells me I'm connected. Do they have the number? Yeah. Yeah, it's up. Okay, we'll see. If not, then we'll... We've covered a gamut of of, of topics. I mean, the headlines tomorrow have so many options. (laughs) It's got Ole Miss and Mississippi State on Saturday. Yeah. There's just not a lot to say at this point. No, look, it's simply a matter of whether or not coaching things come into focus and how quickly that, that that's where this is from a from an old miss standpoint all right hang on caller i got to get you on the uh hey go ahead hey guys what's up it's austin hey austin how are you I'm doing good how are y'all good I'm lovely what's up <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. Well, I just was, I, I, oh, 
sorry guys, I'm a little I'm a little behind, my bad. So uh quick question. I know I know it's really weird. It's been a weird football week. But now that we can talk about it, uh since the playoffs are next week, quick question, both of you. If you had to predict who's gonna represent which conference in the Super Bowl, who would you go with and why? Um Ooh, that's a good question. I'll go I'll go Niners versus Bengals. And the reason is I think right now those are the two best teams and I think they're the hottest teams. And yeah, that's what I'd go. I like the Niners too. And I'm wondering if we're being a little trendy. I mean, the Eagles are still probably the best team as long as Hurts is healthy. Um, I know we've got some questions here. We'll big see. If. I mean, that that's the crazy part is the Niners actually might be a little more stable there than the Eagles given the situation currently. And I mean, Hurts might come back after missing a month. Yeah. So if he's sloppy for a half, you can lose a game. Yeah. And then just because they're going to play one fewer game, I'm going to pick the Chiefs out of the AFC. I mean, just simply because they now they would lose home field in this topic that you're talking about, and that does change some things. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't know if there's a coin flip difference between the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Bills. And when you have one team that gets to play one viewer game, I'll go ahead and go that direction. What about you, caller? Right. Austin? <laughs> I'd probably go said Bills, but I have no idea how they're going to respond after all this. But still, I think it might be more motivation, frankly. So Buffalo and in the NFC, I'd say it's a toss-up between San Francisco and Philadelphia. I'd lean 49ers, so Bills 49ers. The, the thing with the Bills is not even necessarily the emotional thing. I think they'll rally from that standpoint is that, I mean, at some point the defensive injuries just build up on you. I mean, you've got Vaughn Miller already out. Now this, there's it's it bodies matter at some point on just who you have in the game. And again, when you're talking about these three teams that are so close together, mm -hmm. it's two impact guys that aren't out there. I mm -hmm. mean, that makes a difference. It makes them susceptible the to a team like the to... susceptible to a team like the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, just in a in a right. in a divisional playoff game when you're you, you don't have a defensive pass rush and now your secondary is a little depleted and you go up against you know Herbert or Burrow or Allen or 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 I mean not Allen but Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. I mean it, it it's not that difficult to lose a game. Definitely, I think potentially the biggest sleeper out there right now as far as making a run to the Super Bowl having a Cincinnati like kind of push from last year i'd probably go as crazy as it sounds if they if he can get back on the field baltimore um but i thought they've been kind of flatlining as late yeah and they're they're worried today about lamar jackson getting back at all i don't buy it but what is amazing about this is that given just their profile as a franchise the cowboys have a chance at the one seed and nobody's talking about them it's true I mean, they're look. I don't think Dak's going to lead them to a Super Bowl, so I'm in the same boat. But hey, they can really defend and they can really run the ball. It's been their formula. Yeah, it's, they've been good at that for a while. But I mean, it's, it is the Dallas Cowboys, and we're just sort of going, eh, whatever. Sweet. What's well, because we don't believe Dak can go do it in the fourth quarter of a playoff game? Yeah, I mean that's what it is. Last question, guys. Sorry, guys. My bad. You're Last good. Oh, you're good. Go ahead. Uh, so. 
so there's these reports going around that due to what happened, and by the way, I, I think we all agree, just thank God that Demar's okay, but now that that's happened, there's rumors that there's gonna, that they're potentially thinking about adding an eight seed toward the playoffs this year. Um, what do you guys? What do you guys have? What do you, what would y'all say about that if you had to say anything? Um, I mean, I wouldn't like it because you've you've played with this set of rules all year long, and people might have made different decisions had there been that set of rules in place. Then on the flip side, it's like we talked about earlier in the in the podcast. You can't say all week that, hey, all that matters is, is health and then turn around and go, okay, now that he's healthy, no, all that matters is the rules. Right. And so I guess if you add an eight, you go one, eight, two, seven, you just but, whatever. I mean, you take the buy away and people work their butts off all year to get the buy. It's why I think at the end of the day, look, if – especially if Kansas City were to lose Saturday. you got to start talking about finishing that game. You do. you got to start, unless you're going to do the neutral site thing. You've got to start talking about finishing that game. Yeah. Because there's a big difference. I mean, if you were to say to Cincinnati, do you want to play this game in Cincinnati or do you want to play this game in Buffalo? There's no part of them that go, ah, whatever. Right. Yeah, no. They go, we want to play in Cincinnati. And at this point, they would go, hey, thank God he's okay. We think we were about to go score again. We think we we're about to be up 14-3. to 14-3 wasn't going to win that game. Don't get me wrong, but they – It's a good they, start. They clearly felt like they were going to go win the game, and that place was rocking that yeah. night, you know? Right. And it was. I mean, I, I, won't, I won't go on, but – Personally, I mean, if you if you could watch the first ten minutes of that game and you thought, yeah, I think since he's going to win, or I think Buffalo's going to win, you could stand on that. I mean, it, it was just too early to tell. I thought it was going to it, it was shaping up to be exactly what we all thought it was going to be. So I have no yeah. idea how you yeah, how was, you you couldn't you couldn't. It was it was about to be three hours of freaking amazing NFL football. That's right. Well, guys, I'll let y'all get back to it. Y'all have a good rest of the evening. All right. Thank, Thank you. you. We didn't mention this, but uh, speaking of people trying to overcome uh, injury and illness, thoughts with Peyton Hillis, the former Arkansas running back. He uh, remains in critical condition, improving per his uncle, but he uh, he saved his kids from drowning. Uh, and in the is, Gulf, right? Yeah, and is yeah just off the Mississippi coast, and is uh, is is still in ICU at this moment, but appears to be improving per per family members. So. That's horrific. Yeah, just. I mean, there were people that probably saw that. Oh yeah, sure. I mean, he was in the same backfield with Darren McFadden and Felix Jones. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it was like nuts. Last teams. Yeah, he went eight and four with those three guys in the backfield. <laughs> Phil Longo says, "Yeah, just hey, just saying." Hey, I went. Phil five. has company. Feels like I went five and seven with. Yeah. AJ and DK and Dawson and Van Jefferson. <laughs> Was Demarcus Lodge on that team? I don't know. <laughs> they had dudes. Had a decent quarterback. Had a running back. Hey, Tommy was fine. Jordan was fine. Wasn't Wilkins on that team? Was he on that last team? I mean, it feels like Jordan was on that team. He played in the NFL. He's still in the NFL. Still amazing. He lost a year because of an advisor. Yeah. Yeah. 
you look back at that day when you hear the news and go, oh, like, explain that one more time. Hugh, did you make it through the morning without cussing? You didn't, yeah, did you? No, I don't think so. I think those vices picked up a little <laughs> bit that morning, didn't they? Yeah. That's what he said. That's what drove me to drink. People would have said, well, I get it. Yeah, Hillis was a hell of a fantasy running back with the Browns there for a year or two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He was a hell of a good player. Yeah, that, he was. It was a loaded backfield. Is it beeping? Mm, nope. It's Carson. Oh, okay. I was... Sounds like he's hacking up a lung. Yeah, somebody says a former wrestler that died recently after saving his kid from drowning in California. Oh, I didn't see that. Oh, Grizzlies lead down to eight. Oh. I'd turn it on the TV, but I think that would create a copyright no, issue. YouTube would not like that even a little bit. That would be a... Yeah, three minutes to go, 116-108. That's the NBA, man. One run. It's 24-second clock. You can get hot. It, two, three minutes. It's one of the great... I guess it makes it good about the game, right? Yeah, of course. Step into the new year in style. If you haven't made the move already, you really need to experience the difference a quality sock makes. Go to deadsoxy.com, enter the code REBELGROVE at checkout, get 25% off all orders, including sale items. As they continue to grow... Dead Soxy wants to extend a special thank you for the continued support of the Rebel Grove community. The folks at Dead Soxy are constantly striving to improve their quality, relationships, and customer experiences. As an MPW Digital list listener, you'll be the first to hear about all new products and opportunities as they come around. Remember, promo code REBELGROVE at checkout, 25% off all orders, and Happy New Year from Dead Soxy. Walk-On's Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with a taste of Louisiana Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine, po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads, all in front of 70-plus TVs and with 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. Visit them in Oxford or Ridgeland today. The College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. It's next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, it's okay. Go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram with the largest selection of rebel gear in central Mississippi. Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating are the places to go for all of your heating and cooling needs. Different names, but it's the same great products, the same great services, the same people. If you live in Oxford, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. A-Stock Auctions is a Nashville-based online auction company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items at A-Stock start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1. Shop now at astock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock Auctions has multiple locations around Nashville that offer local pickups. So don't miss out. If you want it, bid it, win it. Brought to you by Solutions Rx. It's a probiotic multivitamin supplement company created by Ole Miss Pharmacy alum Chris Cornelison. It's pharmaceutical grade, manufactured right here inside the U.S., under the highest standards, it's if you take diabetes medicine, high blood pressure medicine, cholesterol medications, they typically cause side effects like muscle pain, brain fog, energy loss due to a depletion of minerals and vitamins in the body. But Chris formulated a product called Prescription Support to put those vitamins back into your body, help with those side effects, helping you stay more compliant in taking your medications and helping you stay healthier over the long term. 
It's solutionsrx.com. Enter the promo code OEP at checkout and get 10% off your first order. Game Changer Patches are the only two-patch system available in the market today to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game ready for the next play. So go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. ACS is owned by my friend Clay McNutt in Baldwin, Mississippi. It's established in 2013. ACS is a complete electrical control system solution provider, a Rockwell automation recognized system integrator. They've got a full-time dedicated emergency service and troubleshooting staff, a UL508A panel shop. They can custom tailor software packages, custom design electrical control panel solutions, and much, much more. It's ACSLLCMS.com or call 662-601-4381. Hey, who do we have? Ooh. You calling somebody? No, I don't think so. Hey, who do we have? Hold on. There's got to be a better way to do this. Hey, who do we have? Then they can't hear me, but they're on. That was weird. I don't know. Two calls came in at once is what happened. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Were you calling one of them back accidentally? I guess I accidentally did. Okay. I didn't mean to. Speaking of the Grizzlies, Jackson has 29 and 10. If you're the 662-931 number, try again. Okay. Yeah, Bonchero 30 and 9 for the Magic. He's been terrific. He's made the he's validated the Magic taking him number 1. What's Chet's timeline? What's how's that coming? He's along? on the floor shooting. He's out of his boot. Uh, they had the, they've taken the hardware out of his foot. I mean, I think if it were if they were a contending team, they would be trying to get him ready to play. They're not. They don't want him to play. But I think he's on pace to be fine. Going to have a full recovery, they think. Um, game has been canceled. All right, so here we go. Let me run everybody through this real quick. Bills guess, Bills Bengals has been canceled. Yeah, so I'm going to read through this. This is relevant, and it kind of fixes the. Uh, Messing up. Uh, hey, hey, caller, who do we have? All right, Grant, hang on one second. Let me get you connected. Hold on. All right, Grant, hang on. We got you on. Hang on. Chase is going to read through this uh, playoff scenario here. Yeah, and I'll be pretty quick with this or as quick as I can pl- as I, as I can be. So right. they're canceling the game. That's the first thing. Okay. And then here's some scenarios. The AFC Championship game will be played at a neutral site if the participating teams played an unequal number of games and both could have been the number one seed and hosted the game should they have played all their games. Okay. So basically if Buffalo, I guess – Cincinnati could have got not gotten the one. So if Buffalo is in the NFC in the AFC title game, so basically if Kansas City loses, yeah, because even the Bengals and the Bills playing each other, you played the same number of games. So it feels like they're basically saying if it's a, if it ends up being Buffalo and Cincinnati, we'll just play it at a neutral site. Those circumstances involve Buffalo or Cincinnati qualifying for the game as a road team. It says as listed below. Okay. So real quick, again, you know, grind. Just hold on. Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie. Mm-hmm. Championship would be at a neutral site. 
Scenario two, Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties. Again, there's a bunch of scenarios. Sorry, let me go to the next thing. This matters. We can get there a little later. If Baltimore defeats Cincinnati in week 18, Baltimore over Cincinnati in week 18, it will have defeated Cincinnati, a divisional opponent, twice, but will not be able to host a playoff game because Cincinnati will have a higher winning percentage for a 16-game schedule than Baltimore will for a 17-game schedule. Mm-hmm. If Baltimore defeats Cincinnati, and if those two clubs are scheduled to play a wild-card game, game against one another, the site for that game will be determined by a coin toss. So if they're a 3-6 game, or, yeah, if they're the 3-6 game, they will flip a coin to see where that game will be played if Baltimore beats Cincinnati on Sunday. Does that make sense? Sure. You got that? I mean, okay. How you feel about that, Grind? Well, if it's going down to a flip of the coin, all I got to say is folks for the Ravens and Bengals better start going to church so they can have some <laughs> luck on their side on that flip. If that's the case... Because I mean, I don't really know, know what, no, you know, can't say too much about that, man. That would be the most watched coin toss I mean, since uh, Friday if Night Lights. If I'm the Bengals, I'm, I'm, I'm beating Baltimore on on Sunday. Yeah, I, I, now I do, I, I, I do think that take, you know, that takes care of everything. I, I do think the Bengals will win. Yeah, Cincinnati wins the game. None of this matters because Jackson's not playing. I don't think on Sunday. Doesn't sound like it. And if he does, he's not helping. <laughs> Man, the Ravens, man. I didn't. I didn't watch because I, I. I actually ended up catching COVID. I didn't watch that Steelers Ravens game, but I saw the result. Mm mm mm. I'm. Something's. I'm. Not, I mean, I don't know, man. I would. I would have thought that you know Lamar, you know, may, and you know he probably does need more help. But man, that's just it, that's that franchise just feels stale. It was kind of stale, and that was a felt like a weird moment in that game. I watched that game. Um, it kind of also felt like the day that Kenny Pickett arrived. He had okay. He, he had okay. a really good fourth quarter, and he All and right. he okay, and Najee, he and Najee Harris had this play at the end of the game to win it. That was felt like a big moment for the new Steelers. The post Roethlisberger oh, Steelers. Steelers. Fan, I'm so I'm so hyped. Yeah, yeah. I'm about to say, if I'm a Steelers fan, I'm hyped because I like with Najee and Pickens. Yeah, I'm 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 ready for the. Yeah, they got Pickens. Yeah, it feels oh, like they've got this, you know, he's a hometown kid playing quarterback, played at Pitt. Kind of feels like they kind of feels like they've got something to get excited about. That felt like a big moment for them that went over the Ravens in the same way that it kind of felt like a big loss for the Ravens watching it play out. So so over under three and a half more years, Tomlin's still gonna be at Pittsburgh? I think he's at Pittsburgh as long as he wants to be. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, okay. because here's the here's the deal with Mike Tomlin, is if Pittsburgh in a scenario where they fired him, yeah, he, he, his his agent's phone rings within seconds, and he's got offers within twenty minutes to be the coach of the fill in the blank. That makes sense. That makes sense. And I mean, and it, and it, it seems you know uh, that he's not going to finish with a losing record or whatnot. But you know, I, I like to see him stick around and. Uh, you know, take this young team, you know, lead this young team into the future. It, it'd be pretty nice to see. I mean, they say the only negative thing about yeah. him is that you just don't want to mess with him before he's had his coffee. But other than that, he, <laughs> other than that, he's, he's terrific in terms of running a team and all of that stuff. I mean, again, he would, I mean, he would have five, he would have five job offers within 
two hours. I can believe that. I can believe that. Man, you know, the last time I called in and talked to you guys, the Rebels were headed up to Fayetteville to play some football. I remember that. A little bit has changed. A lot has changed since then. Oh, my goodness. A lot has changed. Hey, but you know what? We were right on that phone call. At the end of the day, we were like, hey, do you know, who do, who do we think is going to end up being Auburn head coach? And we was, uh, you know, think it's going to end up being Hugh Freeze. And we end up, we probably got that, probably got off that path a little bit. But we end up getting back on it, and that's what ended up happening. I tweeted on that Wednesday night it was going to be Hugh Freeze. I don't know why everybody got so upset. That's what I said. <laughs> what happened? I did. I got the tweet to prove it. I can go back and find it. I said, if, if everything sort of stays the same, Hugh Freeze is the next head coach at Auburn, and I was right. Hey, hey, and look, man, if, you know I'm going to be there to give you that pat on that back, you know. So They're upset at me. They, hey, they're that. upset at me at AuburnSports.com. <laughs> I made the mistake of going over there one day, and I was like, had 70-something notifications, and I'm like, no, no, I'm out. I was like that kid in the, you know, the, the Simpson commercial where the, your granddad walks in, puts his hat up, <laughs> picks it back on, and leaves. I was that yeah. dude. I was him. I was like, nope, I'm out. Oh my goodness, man! What, what, what were you? What, what uh, info were you trying to relay? Uh, I wasn't. I just was kind of going over there to see what was going on, say hello, and and then I was like, nope, I'm out. I'm out. I'm good. So I, you're I, going to start? You start a little trouble? Get no, over I'm there good. And... I'm good. My my posting days man. are they're, they're way down. <laughs> I got you. Well, we. So, I mean, I, you know, you guys pretty much broke it down over two podcasts with the post game, and then, you know, you guys talked about it some more on the other podcast. But I guess, I mean, from from me, just as an outsider, next year isn't the year where I'm expecting much from Ole Miss. It's the year after where I'm where I'm really looking for Ole Miss to be, you know, a juggernaut, you, you, should, you know, you could say. But – I'm guessing that's not going to be the expectation in Oxford now. It probably should be, but no. I mean, look, they're paying him $9 million. And they're, they raised $10-plus million in NIL. So whether it's fair or not or realistic or not, I think the expectation, like Chase said earlier in the week, is this – floor of nine wins and when you look at the schedule and you look at the holes on the roster and you look at the offensive line and you look at the defensive line you're like, i don't know how you get to nine wins that's what i say but nationally no. in the conversation into november whatever that means yeah and i i don't i don't know how realistic that is next year and i'm with you if you recruit well enough on the offensive line and you 24 de- should be and really you develop good. you should be damn good in 24 yeah yeah easily a 12 team yeah, playoff think, yeah. contender Easily. I think Ole Miss should easily be in that, you know, that hosting, that five through, what, what would it be, five through eight, I'm guessing? Yeah, Yeah, five five through through eight eight or host first-round games. And frankly, you know, next year is going to be another year just like this one. It's 24 is going to be the first year of the 12-team playoff. And frankly, they've kind of accidentally put themselves in a spot where the first year of it, when everyone's going to be geeked up for it, they should be in it. But next year feels like a growing pains, pay your dues sort of year to me. I mean, hey, but man, like we're gonna see it's so much still to shake out and everything. I'm just, 
it's just when you look at Ole Miss and how they set up with Junkins being, I mean, Junkins being a junior that year, Dart, you know, having another year on his belt in 24. And I don't know what, you know, uh, as far as line of scrimmage and, you know, Aiden Williams and Perkins that have, you know, a, a full year under their belt. But we'll, we'll just see. Now, Neil, it's one thing that you got to promise us, and you have to prom- you have to make this promise, man. You got to keep and you got to keep this promise. Okay. No more preseason, off-season Kentucky hype. No more. No, I'm not. I'm no done. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with Kentucky. I'm gonna shift to somebody else. He's all in on A and M still, Gron. It's all A and M. It's well. I'm kind of look to be to be fair with you, Neil. I'm I'm kind of like looking around and making making sure nobody sees me sliding towards this, thinking A and M might be you know. I know. Good I know. Next year. I know. I'm, I'm I'm trying to make sure nobody see me like you know. Maybe sliding towards Here's, the Agus, maybe let, me make, let me make an analogy Chase can understand. Uh-huh. It's kind of like if you want to make a good jambalaya, right? You've got to have a lot of ingredients. You've got to have the right ingredients. Now, there is technique involved, and you have to do it right. Mm-hmm. But if you don't have the ingredients, you cannot make a good jambalaya. No. All I'm saying about Texas A&M is this. All I'm saying there's a real strong ten and two is pretty good jambalaya. There's a real strong chance that Texas A&M does not have people in the kitchen that know how to get this done. They're going to burn it, but they burn the rice. They absolutely have the ingredients. <laughs> sure, that's all I'm trying to say. Sure, they drop they've got all the ingredients. Well, they right two. I think they could but go right I, now. They've been dropping rings and rice. I think I think they could go ten and two if he'll leave him alone. Now that's a huge if. If Jimbo leaves Petrino alone, lets him go coach, yeah. because like, well, he's the coach. I think, I, There's yeah. no. I mean, they got and they they got talent all over the freaking place. I mean, they got talent that most of the league would kill for. I mean, look at and their I recruiting. Think it sets up for him. I do too. I think it sets up for him really good. Get off to a good start. Don't stumble in the Arkansas game in in Arlington, and you get Alabama at home, fairly early in the year. Yep. No Bryce you Young. Your coach at all. Yeah. Yo, yo. There's a lot now, of reasons. There's two things that I want to that I want to get from you guys before I let y'all off the phone. First off, oh. first, hey, first hey, hold on, little, uh, hold on, little, hold on one second, hold on one second. A little breaking news uh, with Ole Miss. Uh, this is from Tom Uh-oh. Tom Deanhart, who's very connected to Purdue. Uh, Purdue to hire Ole Miss's Sam Carter as cornerbacks coach. Two from two to Purdue in a day. Well, and this is not surprising because look, Sam Carter left Arkansas for Ole Miss, and it was one of those Jimmy Sexton specials. It was a play. Um, Mm -hmm. Arkansas wanted to get rid of him. Jimmy wanted to keep him employed. I don't think Lane was thrilled with uh, with Carter. So this is probably some manipulation here, but. Uh, yeah, Sam Carter uh, leaving as cornerback coach to go to Purdue. Now, here's where this is interesting. One of the pulls for Jalen Catalan to Ole Miss was Sam Carter. Correct. Who was his coach at uh, at Arkansas. Right. Jalen Catalan, as of this hour, is in West Lafayette, Indiana, uh, on sure. an official visit to Purdue. So That's potentially negative news in a player way, not just a coach way. So things that you're looking to watch for. 
Yeah. I mean, frankly, that feels. Yeah. That feels like a tea leaf. It's pretty large. I don't, I don't know, man. As a fan, I've never, I've never known. I never, you know, fully understood how I should feel about coaches who are able to get the guys, but never do much. Not, I'm not gonna say do much with them, but it seems like they're either out of position, or it feels like, hey, if this guy would have went somewhere else, he would have got developed better. Because it seems, it seems like he's a coach that maybe could get talent, but I mean, the talent. I mean, once he gets the talent, it, I mean, maybe it is what it is. It doesn't. Or, or am I missing something, you know, with why, you know, he's not so, you know, appreciated by his former head coaches? Um, I, I, I think it's some of that. I, I don't I, – I know more than I can say from kind of both places, but it, it's – it's there's a lot to it. And, look, this, this whole dynamic with head coaches and assistant coaches can get squirrely in a hurry. And it happens all – it, it, it happens everywhere. I mean, it happens all the time. It'll happen. It happens on winning teams, losing teams, average teams. It just happens. There's a lot of egos in a football locker room, and there's a lot of egos in a coach's locker room, and shit can get weird. True that, true that, true that. Well, man, over my holiday break while I was in Birmingham, I went to go see the Blazers for their conference opener. And, man, I mean, I know y'all know people probably don't want to hear it, but – he, I mean, he he's doing a pretty good job. I think they lost the night by two. I want to say they lost the night in a in a very high scoring game. Only re only reason I really care is because as a kid, you you know UAB basketball has always been a pretty big thing in Birmingham. Like when Memphis and Calipari used to come to town and everything like that. So people usually you know try to pack out for the conference opening and stuff like that. But uh, is this I'm is I'm surprised to see what he's doing at UAB. And I mean. Well, look, I mean, the, the shame for Andy with, with Ole Miss is that there was no transfer portal. He, he would have, he would have been able to do, he would have been, he's, yes. he's really okay. good with the portal at UAB and he probably would have been really good with the portal. Here. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I just okay. posted that by the way. So no, thank you. Hey, Gron, appreciate the call, no, buddy. So, as always. No, no problem, man. Okay. We're trying to rush him off, but we're getting closer to the end, and I've got multiple people trying to call. So I was going to try to give a couple other yeah, people call in. That's that's interesting. With uh, no, it feels like that's that that feels substantial. I mean, yeah, it's my guess regarding Catalan. Yeah, that's my my guess. My guess. Hey, who do we have? I don't know whether this... It's not me, because I'm doing the same thing every time. But something's going on with... I'm not crazy about this. I almost prefer the Skype. Well, they said this morning they didn't hear the ringer. So when I called Jeffrey, they didn't hear it? They said they didn't... Again, well, that's a positive. They said they didn't... That's Skype. Hey, who do we have? Hey, guys. It's live. See, and the Skype connection is nowhere near as good. Oh. But then Jeffries was fine today. Hello. Hey, is this vibing? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, what's up, man? Not much. How y'all doing? We're good. Good. You doing good? 
I heard the weather was a little dicey in Oxford this week. Hey, turn your device down. That's what's causing this delay for you. We good now? Yeah, yeah, I can yeah. Hear you. Yeah. yeah, we're good. Okay. Yeah, I was saying I heard the weather was a little dicey in Oxford this week. Yeah, it was pretty rainy, pretty pretty wet. Yeah, we had a thunderstorm down here on the coast about, I can't remember if it was last night or two nights ago. Um, So, my question is, because I read this morning that the NFL was seriously looking at this eight teams in the playoff thing, and if they do that, the Saints would technically have a shot. Is there any mention of that there? There's no mention of eight. No, it looks like they are for sure yeah, keeping that, it at seven. Yeah, that's not happening. So they, they've come out. The NFL's do it. The NFL's addressed it. They tonight. did anything they could do to keep the integrity of at least the bracket the same. Yeah, it sounds like. Okay. All right. Well, as soon as I saw that, I was like, "So you're telling me there's a chance?" No, there right, is. I mean, the, we we can now tell you there is no chance. Oh, okay. Well, now I'm gonna go back to being sad. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no, <laughs> no um so i'm curious to ask y'all and look i know y'all kind of talked about it today i listened to a little bit of the pod so say Ole Miss basketball in the next six games goes two and four okay yep they beat i, I don't know who's they got next say Let's call it Georgia and South Georgia. Carolina lose to State, Auburn, Arkansas, and whoever the hell's after Missouri's Arkansas. Missouri's after Arkansas. Oh, that's going to be a loss. Most likely. I mean, Missouri's really good. Anyway, they go two and four, so that puts him at, that puts him at two where, and six. Where's he from? Uh, he was at uh, uh, Cleveland State. Where's that Missouri coach from? Cleveland, Cleveland State. State. Oh, okay. Wow. Yeah. They did a good job with him. Um, so, at that point, do the conversations – actually really heat up or are they going to wait towards the end of a season there's no benefit to going earlier i mean I, I think even in a in a in a in a fall apart worst case scenario it would require kermit and not even at keith's behest just in general kermit stepping down to his own on accord yeah i don't think you do that too and I don't either. I, I, I do not see – that is the only scenario I think something would happen prior to the end of the year. I think otherwise it, it's written out no matter what. I mean, look, if they were to go one and seven or something out of the gate and there's 2,000 people at the Missouri game, I, I do think at some point – and I don't even like this conversation because it's not fair. It's it's too early. Like, what if they beat What if they beat Mississippi State and, and Auburn? Auburn. It's I mean, then, then all of a sudden you're two and two and you beat Georgia and you're three and two and we're having a completely different conversation. And you're playing so Carolina next. So it's just stupid early to have this. But in the event that something happened where it was just a catastrophic beginning to the season, uh, there's an obvious conversation that you have. But it's too early to have that conversation. It really is. And so – I. I'm going to do the professional thing here and not do this. I'm not going to do this. I'll let y'all do it if you want to. I'm not going to speculate on what might happen because, look, they could, they could go win on, they could go win on Thursday. I mean on Saturday, and then they could turn around and beat Auburn. Auburn just lost to Georgia, and then they could beat Georgia. They could beat South Carolina, and they could lose all of those games. Let's just, I think we should let the next six games play out. Get to January the 24th, and then oh, the right see number. what. And then see what they look like after eight games. If they're two and six or worse, there's a conversation you have. But if you're four and four at that point, 
it's not the conversation that you're having. Right. Yeah. All right, guys. That's really all I had. Appreciate y'all taking the call. Right. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Appreciate bud. you. All right. Thank y'all. All right. I'm going to see if I've got this worked out. Okay. Hey, caller, who do we have? Hey. Hey, it's Amanda and Roy. Hey, Amanda, what's up? <laughs> How are y'all doing? I was listening uh, with Roy, and we were listening to <laughs> uh, no drinks are involved, so just just you know, letting you know that. <laughs> okay. Anyway, I was listening to Chase talk about the true crime, and Roy and I have been watching the Idaho uh, murder stuff, so... It's crazy to me how the guy was in the house and the roommate saw him and, you know, didn't call for, what, six hours? I guess it was just, like, fear. I, I don't even know. Like, maybe maybe she had too much to drink. Maybe she went to bed to just sleep it off. I don't know. I just don't understand. But anyway, I was mainly calling because, um, Chase, I put that book on my list. Yeah. So I'm going to listen to your suggestion on the the true crime book um, about um, um, Ted Bundy. Yeah. But have y'all ever read or listened to Relentless by Tim Grover? Have not. No, I have not. It is amazing. You were talking about Kobe um, earlier and Michael Jordan. It's about them. So Tim Grover was the coach that, um, that coached them like not the coach, but, um, athletic trainer kind of thing. It's just amazing. So good, a really, really good read, especially at the beginning of the year, you know, when everybody's like going to with their goals and, and resolutions. So are you a resolution person? I am. Yeah. What were you, can you, do you mind sharing one of your resolutions? Nope. <laughs> nope. Um, so my resolution, I started a little bit before the new year, um, to quit drinking. So I, you know, I've never been a huge drinker, but, um, real estate and life, um, had gotten me, um, addicted to having a cocktail, you know, every night (laughs) and one would sometimes turn into two. And then if I had more than two, the stronger they got. So anyway, I am proud to say that I'm 14 days alcohol free. Are you trying to quit for good? Um, I'm trying to take it 30 days at a time and just reevaluate, but you know, I'm, I'm very much a habit person. So I'm trying to break the habit. Is it just completely cold Turkey? Or are you trying to replace it with some type of food or gum or something to, to, to kill time um, at that same time? Are you period? saying that people that have one addiction will scrap an addiction and start a new one? Is that what you're getting at? Well, I don't know that chewing gum is an addiction per se, but I'm just curious about crutches and tools. Okay? I was just asking in general. It, it, it is very, so I feel like I am definitely a um, habit person and I kind of trade one thing for another, but for the past two years, I've been trying to work on myself, just like, you know, self-care, getting in the gym more, paying attention to things. And I know it's weird, but I do this real estate coaching stuff and we talk about um, getting your meds in. So your meds are like your, you know, um, mindset, exercise, um, drive, and sleep. Just, you know, just trying to like, I don't know, I guess pump yourself up. (laughs) Oh, no, I I, that's... 1,000% get it. Yeah, I mean, that's not even... Look, sleep is more important than almost that might, you know, we got into a thing in our culture with 
hey, no, I don't sleep at all. I work and I do this and whatever. And it's like, that's actually really stupid. Like, we've learned more and more from a professional sense that whatever your number is, different people need different levels of sleep. But if you're not getting that, you're not being productive and you're not being mentally sharp and, and trying to ward off vices or addictions or anything else in that in those periods of time absolutely like i am not that person praise god i um as soon as my head hits the pillow i'm out <laughs> well i mean that was i mean I, I'm, I get made fun of every thursday night with my seltzer but one of the reasons why i don't drink very much alcohol anymore was it was all sleep related it wasn't like i was a drunk or i was making bad decisions it was it was that if yeah. I had one or even two drinks two or three hours before bed I didn't sleep my my sleep numbers were way off my heart rate was way up there were there were clear yeah. physical signs when you say you things. didn't sleep you didn't sleep as well or you did not sleep at all I would have a hard time I would I would be kind of warm I could feel my body temperature being up a little bit at bedtime mm-hmm. and then I yeah. would wake up at some point in the middle of the night I could tell my pulse was higher and I had a terrible time yeah. going back to sleep I would wake up between one thirty and three, and I'd 3 be awake. A.M. Yeah, like three a.m. was my number. Same thing was happening to me. See, I wake up in the middle of the night, and my mind starts boom, and it's every time it's the same thing. Okay, I need to do this, 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 and this. Or mm-hmm. it's like the first year that the girls both were in college together. I was so stressed about college bills mm-hmm. that I started doing math. And I'm running, I'm like carrying the, carrying the four and I'm, I'm doing math in my mind about, okay, here's what, this is what my account looks not like. Not the ideal time to be fixing these problems. Well, no, you're not. I mean, yeah. No. And, and so, but that's what I would do. And so I would end up three 30 in the morning going, oh, screw it. And I'd get up and I'd go start working. And then you don't sleep. And, and then, then you don't it, sleep yeah, and, and then you, you're tired and it, it, it affects other stuff. That's the one, the one main thing I can tell since I have not drank alcohol in 14 days is I am a lot sharper. Like when I was drinking, like <clears throat> whether it be a cocktail every night or not, I mean, it's like I was, you know, fumbling for my words even more than normal and just didn't feel sharp. It's, it's, it's a huge difference on a lot of things you don't even think about. It's not just about, oh, I had a buzz or I didn't or anything. I mean, yeah. it it. it I mean, it's why I got obsessed with my whoop. I mean, I started re- watching stuff every morning going, oh, my God. That's... I think it's why I have not done the Wara ring. Yeah. Is I'm afraid of what it's going to tell me. <laughs> well, I had a buddy one time that it clicked on in the morning and was like, we recommend a lifestyle change. Really? And it was like, well, that was pointed. Like, that was. That's... Yeah, I'd be like, screw you, man. Come yeah. on. Because this one might only be like, hey, you hadn't moved lately. And it's like, oh, asshole. Okay, thanks. But. You know, it's all good. Does the Wara ring yeah. and stuff like that, do that count your steps? I've gotten addicted to step counting. Well, you know, Whoop, it's, their big thing is they oh, refuse yeah. to count steps. That's It doesn't do that. Now, my Garmin does, of course, okay. but I know I'm wearing two wearables. But the the Whoop does a thing called a strain uh, number, and their point is steps are not all equal. So there's no reason That's for true. just doing a normal step if somebody is running for 10,000 steps versus just strolling around their house for 10,000 steps. So. Yeah. What they do is see movement plus heart rate plus respiration, put it all together and give you a a score for your strain. How much you strained your heart. Yeah, or just your cardiovascular. Your lungs or whatever. Lie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it goes up to 22 for the day, and then each activity has its own individual oh. score as well. So that is how that, That's that cool. works. What's it called? Oh, uh, whoop. W-H-O-O-P. Yeah. 
Pro- promo code. Hey, yeah, I, I do actually have a link here that will <laughs> yeah, give both of us a free month if you'd like to try it. So feel free. Um, okay. Yeah, I'll check it out. Yeah, it's uh, it's oh, it, look, it's it's, saw, it's maybe too much data, but it's a lot of data. That's awesome. Um, I rely heavily on my Apple Watch for all of that. What I like, and again, I'm really not trying to do some like spokesman thing. What I like about the Whoop is it appears to be much more sensitive and accurate with when you're actually asleep. Um, I think it's because it's better at detecting your your skin temperature. Because versus the Apple Watch or even the Garmin that I have on, it's bad about when you're lying there thinking you're asleep, but you're not. And the Whoop is, seems to be much more dialed in on when you're actually asleep versus when you're simply in bed trying to sleep. Well, I'm going to have to check out the Whoop. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I saw that lady's comment on the chat because Roy and I are watching this like on the TV. Um, Want to know how I made it through the holidays without with family without drinking. It was not easy. I had a lot of um, tonic and lime. Did you catch yourself like grabbing more Christmas candy or chocolate or anything just because you didn't have a, a, a cocktail? Maybe a little bit more hard candy. Like okay. I'm a hard candy person. Oh, really? And okay. You definitely can tell. You can definitely tell like your body misses the sugar. Yeah. You know? See, wine and stuff. What it does to me is if I if I have if I have a glass of wine, it's very calming. Mm-hmm. I'm cool. If I go to two glasses of wine, I'm still all right. If I get to the next one, I start getting hungry, and then I make bad. Then food. you got a problem. I do the ten o'clock bad food choice, which leads to me waking up yeah. the next day pissed off at myself. And now I go to the gym, yeah. and instead of running six miles, I run ten. So the number is three. We stay away from three. Yeah, I mean, if I just I if I go two glasses, I'm cool. I'm good. I don't think it. I, I don't but think see, it impacts me negatively. Mm-hmm. I was saying the same thing, but then it got excessive, and I was having two uh, vodka tonics at night. Yeah, I mean, it was going. That's Tuesday. What are you talking <laughs> I mean, about? I don't know. Like, whatever. That's, yeah, that's, that sounds like Wednesday to me. I mean, <laughs> so it's good. Well, I was having like a whole ball of Tito's like in four days, and I was like, this is not good. Can't be good. It, you're saving some money, too. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else going on? Did y'all have a good holiday? Everything was good? We did. We okay. did. We went to Mississippi, went to the casino for a couple of days. That's good. Win or lose. What about you guys? Probably lost a couple hundred dollars. Roy um, got, you know, he came out even, but I would say I lost a couple hundred dollars. That's paying for entertainment, though. That's still close enough to even. That doesn't count. Yeah. You're fine. It's all good there. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. You know, free room, and my parents had the kids, so it was a nice little getaway for a minute. Yeah, that's good. I get it. Well, Happy New Year to you. Thanks for the call. Y'all do. Bye. Bye. All right, you want to uh, shut it down there as we get close to nine o'clock, or you want to? We, we'll, we'll take. We can do the one more call if y'all want. We'll take one more. Um, I think I, I don't even want to jinx it. I think I've got it quasi figured out. I had to restart it. That's what happened. Yeah, her husband's Roy. He was in the, in the, in the room. We were, yeah, Roy was in there. We heard Roy a little bit. They're both watching. Yeah, we're all good. Yeah. got saved by the bell right there. I was about to ask a question, but I won't. 
<laughs> I saw what you were going to. <laughs> <laughs> Saved by the bell. <laughs> Who do we have? Hey, it's Colin Houston. How you doing, mate? Oh, What's good, up, Cole? Cole? We're good. <laughs> well, I hate to break up the uh, the laughter with it, with a more uh, serious question. Didn't, didn't know when I when I called in they were all to be laughing. So uh, my apologies on that. Um, Chase, what do you think? I've always wondered this: if the baseball team had won one more game in the regular season. To say they win the South Carolina game or the one of those Alabama games, and they're fifteen to fifteen. There's no sweat on question Sunday. They still play with that same tenacity they played with in the postseason. Uh, yeah, because they or, or did, they, did it take going near death to get that? You know what I mean? I mean, I think so because look, I mean, did did that matter? Sure. I mean, they did. They played loose. They played tough. They did not have the same sort of monkey on its back that they've had in a lot of other years. Kind but, of. Kind of. But, but, here's what happened. When you really break it down, they had a really, really good offensive team that found a lot of juice at the right time, and they figured out their pitching. I mean, in a lot of ways, it just took a while to get everything sort of in the right place, and it took so long that they thought they were out of time. I mean, you look at this thing – during that losing streak, Hunter Elliott didn't pitch against South Carolina at all. Did not throw a pitch. Dylan Delucia didn't start against Alabama. I mean, there were there were lots of ways where they just didn't they simply didn't put it together and that format suited them so well with two starters as long as you stay out of the loser's bracket because and, they only had to pitch the third guy one time. And they got a really big hit in the first game. Shot in yeah. That was a big hit. Yeah, because if they lose that game, they don't. Because they were kind of flat against Arizona, and yeah. just got through it. Yeah, I mean, Delucia got banged around, and Shotnier had a double and a home run, and both were huge. They were huge. Maybe a triple, actually. Now that I think back, but either it was way. like seventh inning, they were behind, and he had the big hit. And then after that, it was like okay. Yeah. And then they had the really close game, and they won it. And then after that, they were like, okay, well, we're in the winners bracket, and, and they got Arizona, not Miami. Right, and then they played Southern Miss. They played a, I mean, they got a, they caught a great break. They played a team that was for, not from a power conference and pitched their ass off. Yeah, and then the, you, you know the rest. It gets, yeah. So I mean, yes, but it, there was a, there was some baseball stuff that played into that. That I do think sometimes we get obsessed with the story and don't kind of look at it and go, they're really good, and they just had to figure it out. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I wrote about this in the end, my end of year thing. Yeah, I mean they lost two out of three in Fayetteville, but they could have won the they could have swept the series. Yeah, and they were good. They were they, a good they, they team. Could have the series. Was, yeah, they, they, yeah, they yeah they they I mean, they yeah. they could have swept it. They they could have they could have been swept. I mean, but the point was they were super competitive with the team that turned out that. I mean, it turns out that Arkansas will probably tell you, hey, we were one game away from winning the national championship, and they kind of were. So I mean, they were right there. I mean, it's they were, yeah. it's like the deal with the poll that's out now where half of the SEC West is in the top 10. I mean, they're all really good teams. It's just, there's a certain degree of luck that gets involved and the getting one, hot and stuff like that. The one pitch that is fascinating on that whole season to me is in the first inning against Missouri, when they got bailed out on the strike three, it was a ball that was three to four inches outside. If it's called a ball, yeah. they walk another guy in, it's three, nothing bases loaded in the first inning 
one double away from five nothing, six nothing. And if you lose that game, the season is over right there. Because I remember calling you going, that was not a strike. Yeah, no, no, no. That was like they, such a break. They got bailed out and only were down two nothing or something. Right. And it went okay. And then they hit and it right, sort of sure. went from there. But that, that pitch looking back was huge. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I don't, I'd always wondered if that was if it had to do with. I mean, obviously, you, you know, it had to do with talent. They didn't get ranked number one in the country for for no reason. Um, but I was kind of curious if that you know, near death experience is what caught is what a lot of the place are loose. But yeah, I just think right, they would have gotten it anyway because they still would have had to have swept LSU and Missouri, and they did that. You know what I mean? Like they still had those weeks where they right. were underwater and trying to find a way to survive. Very true. Very true. Um, I guess one other thing I was curious about. I used to think back in the day that Bianco, you know, didn't had a kind of a short lease with with pitching and didn't trust enough pitchers. And you get to the postseason and the guys were really tired and you know didn't you know, too much inning, too much wear and tear on their arms. Um, do you think that Lane Kiffin in some ways are doing the same? He probably just needs to trust more guys. Like I know that he would, if he was on this show, he'd laugh at me and tell me I don't know what I'm talking about. He'd be right. But that maybe he needs to just trust more more players, more to have more depth. When you get to the end of the season, your your team isn't playing ninety snaps a game and just exhausted. What what, what do y'all think about that? Yeah, I mean, I generally agree, but for whatever reason, that's just not his style. It's not what he does. That's not what his staff does. They did it more on defense than they did on <laughs> offense. They just offense. It was nobody. He just doesn't. He, the he, question you have is: Does he is he doing it out of principle, or is he doing it because he does not trust any other guys? And what is the combination of those two things? Right. Only at some point in year three, it's not really me arguing with you. It's just kind of, in general, year three, you need to have more guys that you that you can trust. Oh, sure. Um, and then, and at some point, like I don't know that the guys here recruited are like I don't. Are they really that bad? They don't trust anybody. Like I don't. I really don't know. He like gives us far more football than I do, but it just from the naked eye, it really seems like they need to trust more guys and develop more guys well they certainly need depth there's no doubt about that and that's the thing with the portal is you know can you can you recruit depth out of the portal and i guess we'll find out soon right well i appreciate the call i've, I've been needing to call about the baseball thing and we had i had church on sunday nights for all the falls so wasn't able to call in so yeah really glad no thursday night so, so uh, thanks glad to yep take that and, and say thanks for the book i really enjoyed it oh appreciate it thank you all right, we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there. It's good, good show. Uh, there's a lot going on. Sam Carter leaves. Uh, according to Tom Dean Hart, he would know. He's tied in tight, yeah, tight, tight with Purdue. If he tells you that something's happening in Purdue, it's happening. Um, I mean, he just is. He's he, he's got it. So uh, we'll be watching that. I don't think that's the last coaching change for Ole Miss. Frankly, I think that's the way you'll see coaching changes happen. I don't think Lane's quote firing people. I think there will be some people who will be given opportunities to leave. The coaching convention starts this weekend in Charlotte. There might be some activity there. There's some uh, guys bringing coming in on visits. Uh, we'll see how this impacts Jalen Catalan. I suspect it does impact him to some degree, at least, with uh, Carter, who coached him at Arkansas, now going uh, from Ole Miss to Purdue. Jalen is in Purdue right now there's other guys coming in including a couple of quarterbacks this weekend uh so we're working on all of that at rebelgrove.com we'll have that content to you uh, over the course of the weekend i hope Ole miss basketball on uh, saturday with um uh, mississippi state in startville we'll have coverage uh, i won't be there at the game but i'll have coverage of the game 
to you on Saturday, and then uh, we'll be back on Monday with the Oxford Exxon podcast. We'll preview the national championship game, Georgia and um, TCU. We'll talk about the uh, NFL playoffs, I guess, will be set at that point. Yep. So we'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, Ole Miss and State and whatever else happens to come up, recruiting and other things. Don't forget, Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating make this show possible. Call Comer at 662-801-1777 if you live in the Oxford, Batesville area. Southern, if you are in Memphis, Hernando, DeSoto County, 662-429-4429. For uh, Chase Parham, I'm Neil McCready. Talk to you on Monday. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.